of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Though separated by space, it is good to gather in spirit today to remember the pity of war and to give thanks for the peace and freedom that was threatened but not lost. My mother, as a 14 and three-quarter year old schoolgirl at a convent in Ealing, on that day of great rejoicing, wrote an account in her school exercise book of what she saw and did on VE Day, entitled The Most Exciting Experience of My Life. Amid her recollections of sailors dancing in the fountains at Trafalgar Square, of flags and rosettes, of the bright lights everywhere after years of blackout, and the huge crowds cheering as the Prime Minister, Winston Churchill, spoke from the Home Office balcony. I am struck by a sober note on which she begins and ends. At last, there will be no worrying about the safety of relations and friends in the forces, no bombs, no buzz bombs, rockets, or news of the horrible suffering of occupied Europe, she begins. And she concludes, It was not only the day itself which has been so stupendous, but the fact that the war with Germany was over and won. Seventy-five years ago, the reality of the real and terrible danger that threatened not just this country, but the whole world, was much more keenly felt than today. Five years earlier, Churchill had said of the Battle of Britain that on it depended the very survival of Christian civilization. Today, we still live in this country by Christian values of caring for those unable to care for themselves, valuing all God's children equally values shared thankfully with other faiths. There have been many wonderful examples of commitment to these values in response to the pandemic. Had the war been lost, those values would have been lost with them. We can all find things to criticise in the world we live in, and we should never cease to challenge injustice. But the world would have been a very much darker place had it not been for the victory which we remember today. We do not remember this in a spirit of triumphalism, rather in thanksgiving to God for deliverance from evil against all the odds and sombre remembrance of the human cost, which was great. A retired priest in this diocese sent me an extract from his grandmother's diary written 75 years ago thinking of her two sons, one the father of the now retired priest who survived, and one who did not. May the 8th, the 2075th day of the war, VE Day, broadcast from Churchill. It all fell rather flat. We knew ceasefire had been ordered and celebrations in London, but the crowd were orderly and not excited. Personally, gratitude that Kit is safe, but rejoicing without Bill impossible. Countless others must have been feeling the same. It is that sense of loss on this anniversary that places reconciliation and peace building uppermost in our minds. War may sometimes very rarely be a terrible necessity, but without a vision of peace we can never justify war. Churchill again puts it very well. In war resolution, in defeat defiance, in victory magnanimity, in peace goodwill. Victorious magnanimity and peaceful goodwill 
met severe tests in the world after 1945, through the Cold War and into the more fragmented era in which our struggle for peace continues. Yet alliances of intentional friendship, economic cooperation and goodwill marked out post-war Europe and were further advanced when the Cold War came dramatically to an end in 1989-90. As an Englishman with part German cousins, I have reason to be grateful for this. Moreover, in the current crisis and pandemic, we are being reminded of our destiny as part of a global family of interdependent peoples, our lives bound together for better or worse with those of others. Shortly, at the culmination of this service, I will invite you to join me in an act of commitment as we rededicate ourselves to living lives of justice, loving kindness and humility, calling to mind the counsel of the prophet Micah. What does the Lord require of us but to do justice, to love kindness and to walk humbly with our God? I am profoundly thankful that the Cathedral, following two recent experiences of terrorism in London Bridge, and as Mother Church, in a diocese where there have been too many tragic deaths, particularly of young people, due to violence on our streets, has recently joined the community of the Cross and Nails, which holds together these two themes, a faithful remembrance of the harm of war, striving for peace. The community consists of a worldwide network of over 200 churches, as well as other institutions working for peace and reconciliation. Inspired by the destruction, rebuilding and renewal of Coventry Cathedral in the Second World War and its aftermath. Guided by the words, Father forgive, members commit to healing the wounds of history, celebrating diversity through the building of peace and mutual understanding. One of the chapels in the retro choir of our own cathedral, with the cross of nails now in place, as its focal point, has been set aside and will once more be available when the cathedral reopens for those wishing to pray for peace and reconciliation, remembering the many victims of violence, as well as global concerns, it will provide a focus for prayer, for peace in the homes and streets of South London and East Side. This year there is a particular resonance as we rekindle memories 1945. My mother wrote of her joy and wonder at seeing the lights blazing from every window, Nelson's column lift up by searchlights, and neon advertisement brightening up the summer night. For six years everyone had lived in a form of lockdown that has some echoes for us today. People rejoiced when simple good things were restored. Reading my mother's words, I am struck by her recollections of the journey home on the tube having become separated in the crowds from her parents. People simply seethed forward, packing the ones in front so tightly, just like sardines, when at last absolutely no more could be crammed and the doors were shut. A packed tube train seems to us, 75 years later, just as far off and distant as perhaps it seemed for those of our forebears. It is sorely missed. Of course, the privations and perils we face today, though severe, are not to be compared to those with the wartime generation. We do not romanticise that time, but today we give heartfelt thanks for our liberties and freedoms preserved for us to enjoy. Tonight, Her Majesty the Queen will address the nation and Commonwealth 
at exactly the same hour as did her father, the late King George VI from VE Day, 1945. The royal family stood on the balcony at Buckingham Palace and the royal princesses then went unnoticed into the crowds to keep the spirit of hope and common purpose alive with those who were waiting to see better days. The time will come when we too are restored to one another face to face, able once again to meet face to face and say, peace be with you. As I said 75 years ago, so will we say, what was lost has been found and we too will celebrate. And now to God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, be ascribed your might, majesty, dominion and glory, world without end. Amen. <laughs>